Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles, talking basketball, and they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid, but what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. 25 Whistles. What's up, everybody? Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app, use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. What number whistle is this? It is 56. 56. Episode 56. A lot of whistles. Yep. Well, we're only doing 25. <laughs> and now we're 56. We're 56. And this is the next to last episode of Eddie. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm feeling man. that. I mean, it's getting, it's it's getting so creeping up on To say goodbye. Yeah. Is that the music too? It is not. Okay. I was wondering what it's that the was. the music we can use. <laughs> it's boys to gin. <laughs> you may like boys, boys to men. To men. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get going with the tittle tattle here. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the Tittle Tattle with Kickoff Bobby, do you think the unknowns and underdogs has made this tournament better or worse? This has been one of the most entertaining tournaments I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. By far, it's been better. You're going to hear people say, ah, the teams that nobody knows are not making for good ratings. I don't care about network issues. You know, I'll watch unless the game gets out of hand and I'll turn it off. I don't really care about the teams that much. I mean, if I'm not betting on them, I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's been awesome. It has been the greatest single NCAA tournament I've ever seen with my own eyeballs. So it has made it better for me. That doesn't mean the Final Four is going to be better, but I think overall, once it's over, regardless of what happens in the next three games, the two Final Four, the one championship, this is the best tournament I've ever seen. Even if all three games suck from here out. It's the best. A plus, the best one I've ever seen, the end. Eddie, agree or disagree? I agree. I think it's so cool. Have I ever cared about Xavier before in my life? Have I ever cared about Gonzaga? No, but if they're good, I watch them. I, I, I love... When Cinderella's beat the Giants, when David beats Goliath, like that's what happens. That's what's so cool about any college team has a chance to win this whole thing. And dude, we're in the final four and two of these schools I didn't see play this year or last year. There are no top three seeds. There's one four and that's Connecticut. And so 
again, that's cool to watch those teams beat the big dogs. So cool. You mentioned teams, though, that really have always been the big dogs. He was like, I love when Gonzaga went. Well, <laughs> boy, they make the elite eight. What I'm saying is, like, I would never care about Gonzaga ever or Xavier they or St. Mary's. Still don't. But when we see them in the Final Four and the championship all the time, it's just like, that's cool. It's all good. It's fine. You know what I mean? But none of those teams made the championship. No, I'm just saying every year. But you can... Like every year you would think North Carolina, Duke, yeah, right? Okay, if Kansas. you didn't mention those, that would have been a different story. You just mentioned some weirder teams for that argument. Because yeah. this is like, who's FAU? I have Florida Atlantic. I've that never I heard agree of with, these. But when you say Gonzaga and Xavier, they came in as a three seed. But there was a time when <laughs> Gonzaga was unheard of. There was When was that? Five, six years ago? Seven years? I don't know. Four, ten years 20? ago? Okay, anyway, I had a, you know, <laughs> there was a time. You're like a kid and a kid. You say, okay, count to f- a three-year-old. Count to four. <laughs> And they go, one, banana, crocodile, Wait, what? four. My son and does that. And You're then making you go, fun of my son. Then you go, that's that's the right order. Okay, you got to four, but what you said in the middle of that wasn't right. So do it again. Got to four. One, shoestring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Knuckle, four. So I, yeah. The, the Marquette. Okay. Let's go Marquette, for example. It's still the most entertaining. It's just <laughs> the meat in your sandwich was really weird. <sighs> That's all. You get my point. I do, but I just had a problem with how you- <laughs> With my example. Used it, yes. <laughs> it's been a great- Would you agree, Kevin? Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, next up. Do you think UConn should be in the blue blood discussion in college basketball? You know, I would have thought maybe they already were a little bit. And I know they're not. They're not officially considered one. I looked up the history of the blue blood name. So it was used back in the 20s when talking about it, like the class of certain programs. And then, and I didn't know this, this is me looking it up. And then in the 40s and 50s, it was consistently used. It's a class thing, especially in sports. And if you Google blue blood basketball schools, this is who comes up. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, Indiana, and UCLA. Oh. So See? they are considered the blue bloods. I would consider now, if you're doing a blue blood update every Decade. Once a decade, we should update the blue blood list. It's hard to get on, mm-hmm. but some people do deserve passage into it. UConn? Yeah, I think so. I put them in that. They're right on the edge, but it's the edge of like the greatest programs ever. Since UConn won a title in 99, none of the traditional blue bloods have won more titles than the Huskies, and only North Carolina has been in more Final Fours. So again, if we're, all, we're not updating every year, we're looking at a body of work. I would say yes, that UConn should be. I can see two or three of their head coaches with my eyes just by closing my eyes. Yeah. I can see great play. Yes. I say yes. The crazy thing is UCLA and they should be, but they won all their titles so long ago. They, They beat Arkansas in 95. I know that one, but I mean, all of those championships are the, you know, Lou Alcindor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could go down all those great players, but for sure they're a blue blood Duke. Absolutely. North Carolina, brrr. Kansas, yes. Dominating basketball. Yes. For a long, long time. But I'm going to say not like Duke. And, there's, there's even classes in the Blue Bloods, I think. I'm going to go class one is Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina of the Blue Bloods. Class two is UCLA, Kansas, and Indiana. Oh, wow. You wouldn't put Kansas in one? Mm-mm. Wow. Like, aren't the rules in basketball at the University of Kansas? That doesn't matter. Okay. I don't care who made up the rules. <laughs> what? They started. Didn't Naismith the, go to Kansas. But, but football was started in Canada. Was it, so does that mean 
Canada's the king dangling of football? No. Nope. Okay. Hell no. Exactly. <laughs> America. <laughs> they're, they're, don't say something like that. They're all blue bloods, and I guess, I don't know why. I It's just something about Kansas. Maybe they just are just like friendly and goofy and fun and nobody. Like, I hate the other schools because they always feel like they win. I know Kansas won last year, but it's a pure feeling. I don't hate Kansas. In a school that wins all the time, I should hate. You think if they just beat you guys this year, you would hate them? Well, we beat them in football and basketball. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But no, I don't. Okay. I didn't even hate them while we were playing them. Hmm. So for me, I feel my feeling, because Duke and North Carolina kick rocks. Indiana hasn't won in forever. So yeah. like UCLA, I don't have a hatred toward them. That's why I put them in that second class. <laughs> you never watch their games. Yeah, because they're not on TV. <laughs> I mean, now everything's on, but it's not like that. But Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke... Like I have a negative feeling about because they win. I'm like, ugh, I never root for that program against anybody. But Kansas, Indiana, and UCLA, I'm like, let's see what happens. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's why I would separate them based off just my my innards. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking that's crazy because I always thought blue bloods meant that they were blue because they were all blue except Indiana. The color. Yeah, that's so, why Indiana kind of throws it off. Yeah, right? I was just like, wait, that doesn't I never fall. once thought that. But I guess it's just coincidence that they're, they're blue bloods. I wonder if I'm the idiot because I never thought that. That's what resonates with my head for sure. So huh. two against three, ask Mike D. No, I'm the idiot. I'll, I'll accept that, that maybe that was part of the... Ah, but if they're talking about... No, you never mentioned that in your research, so... Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, all blue. UCLA, a light, lighter blue. Lighter mm-hmm. shade of blue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but UConn, yes. I think they should be considered now to be put in the blue blood class. Next question. Which program making their first Final Four appearance do you have the most confidence in winning... FAU, San Diego State, or Miami? Winning the title, to clarify. Oh, good. <sighs> you know, and I looked at the odds to give me an advantage here because I don't really know anything about these schools as far as watching an occasional game. I don't watch FAU all year. I watch Miami a little bit. I saw San Diego State because Arkansas played them. Mm-hmm. They played in the Maui invitation. So I watched them more than once. I watched them before we played them. I've never had faith in Miami. They've continued to prove me wrong. (laughs) I don't know anything about FAU. I got 300 bucks in on San Diego State. So there you go. They're also the odds, but the odds, it's not a big separation. Like San Diego State's plus 400. Miami's plus 450. So I'm going to go with San Diego State, but I'm going to base that off nothing except what I've seen. So not even a fair answer because I don't think any of them will win. I think the blue blood of UConn will win. Mm -hmm. Ah, the new blue blood. If they win the title, just put them in there. Mm -hmm. If UConn wins it again. Next question. Going to the NFL here, quietly making a lot of key offseason additions. Do you think the Panthers are the favorite in the NFC South? Panthers out Adam Thielen. And that's fun to hear. But he was released. So then it takes a little of it away. It's like if you got, oh, look at my new girlfriend. Well, wow, weren't you guys? Well, she got dumped by this dude, so I took her. That's kind (laughs) of what it feels like. And even though she's hot, you're like, yeah, but you wouldn't have her if the other dude didn't dump her. So why are you bragging? That's kind of what it feels like to me with Adam Thielen. Although I love Adam Thielen. Like he plays ball. He goes hard. Hayden Hurst with the Panthers. You know, they have Miles Sanders now. that they, They'll get the number one pick, but I don't know that that number one pick, if they take a quarterback, is going to make them a favorite in a conference because regardless of how good a rookie is, rarely do they ever come in and just make a significant difference, at least like the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's look at even this last year. What rookie quarterback, Kevin, would you say actually influenced their team record the most? I have my answer, but 
You're a lot smarter than me sometimes. Go ahead. The first name that pops into my head would be Kenny Pickett. That's exactly what I wrote down. Yeah. So I wrote down Kenny Pickett too because he came in after Trubisky was benched and he stayed in and they won games. And they almost made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So same. And he wasn't great. Right. And at the same time, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And he obviously didn't start for a reason because he wasn't ready. Yeah. So with that, it's hard for me to say that, yes, the Panthers are going to be the favorite without a quarterback, regardless of who they get. Now let's look down through the conference. The Saints have Derek Carr and Jamal Williams. You love that. I do. Derek Carr, I'm here, baby. Let's go. I'm going to get in it and drive it. We're going, we're going oh, to say, oh, you're getting in the car. Oh, in the car. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I think the Saints trending up. The Falcons, they still could get Lamar. I think Lamar's one of the teams that the Colts, the Falcons, the Belichick, you know, maybe the Patriots. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yep. Somebody tweeted that, though. Somebody yeah, tweeted. a couple people. That's where I saw it. Somebody tweeted that. They're talking to Lamar? No, that he wanted to, or the Patriots should. Like one of the Patriot guys, I think, tweeted, he should think about Lamar. Something like that. I'll find it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Buccaneers, I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to go and be gritty down there. I don't think they're going to win 13 games. But even with all that, it's still a really weak division. It's so weak. If I'm going to pick the winner, it's not going to be the Falcons right now. I'm eliminating them immediately. So like the The, Saints. uh, The the Buccaneers will be a bit healthier. A lot of injuries last year. Are they are they keeping their receiving core? I mean, Julio's gone, but yeah, yeah no, I wouldn't even count him. Mike Evans, uh, Godwin, Godwin. Yeah. I mean, they should. You said the Saints, no, the Bucks. Oh, uh, oh I thought you the, said the Bucks. I was going to talk about the Saints about something else, but w- when you're on the, I Bucks, was like, Mike Evans play for the Saints. What planet? No, while you're on the Bucks, I'm yeah. thinking like, okay, I mean, that receiving core stays. That could be pretty good. The offensive line will still be pretty good. Sure. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield. Love it. So I'm going to go Bucks. Saints, Panthers, Falcons. I just think the Saints have an actual quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm going to put them second because if you're tied in anything, go to the quarterback. And the Panthers are going to have a rookie. The Falcons are going to have Heineke, except they're not going to start Heineke. I'll be honest with you. Wait, no, no, no. Let me take that back. They might start Heineke if Lamar doesn't go. I shouldn't say that and then use that clip against Heineke is bad. He's, he's you know, awesome. Heineke is awesomely terrible. <laughs> yeah. awesome. But he just fights. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he definitely would give you a four-pick game, though, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's true. <laughs> All right, next game. Next do you, question. Do you think Lamar Jackson is only hurting himself by defending himself on Twitter with his injury history? <laughs> yeah. I think you don't need to defend yourself. I think you can let that sit. I think you can go and say thanks to the fans. I'd like a trade. I don't think you need to defend yourself. That means you're feeling defensive. If you need to defend, I don't think you have to present from a place of defense right now. He'd posted highlights of last season prior to getting hurt. And we were talking about him here, like awesome he was. But again, he's been hurt a lot over the last couple of few years. He's missed a lot of games. And, you know, there are whispers that he wouldn't have had to miss all those games last year if he'd have really sucked it up. But I get it. Do you want to go out and suck if it's a contract year and you don't feel like it's going right? You want to go out and play horrible and cost yourself $50 million if you're not fully healthy? If he's fully healthy, you got to play. If he's 90% healthy, you got to play. If he's 63% healthy and he probably could scrape it together and play, but you're in a contract year, you got to make a business decision. Yeah. And if you can't win games and you can't actually perform to the level that's going to let you perform to that level to make money for your family and their kids and their kids forever, when you, you have to stop. 
You're 80%, you play. Obviously, we don't know, but I love this story. More later. One more question. <laughs> After meeting with multiple teams this week at the owners' meeting, do you think Odell will sign with a team before the draft? No, no, no clue, no crap. No, I don't know. Too damaged? I don't know. Does he want money? Does he not want money? Does he want to play with the winner? Does he not want to play with the winner? Yeah. Does he want money? And with money, he'll not play with the winner. Will he take less guaranteed money and money but to play with the winner? You just hear every story. I don't know. <laughs> That's not why I am. Just tell me when it's done. <laughs> with Odell, it's interesting, but you're talking about a person who's just tears. He's had two ACL injuries. And you know that personal experience. Your dog. <laughs> I mean, well, how, is, I how's mean, your dog? Uh, is your dog going to play one, next year? One, one, one layer away. Who's your dog going to play for? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, no. I'm going to guess no. If he does, I, I honestly don't care. Right. He's not even good enough for us to spend this much time about. Right. He's just so interesting. It's because, yeah, it's Odell. Yeah, it's Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. We care about him more than we do how good he actually is. <laughs> That's the tittle tattle. Thank you. All right, we're going to go and talk to Stanford Steve. What's funny about this interview is, and you guys know if you listen to this or listen to me do anything, I don't really have this big broadcast type voice or I, I don't act like a broadcaster. I just talk like a talk whenever I'm talking with people. And so I start talking to him. We're on. And he's just like talking back, but he's like having a drink, looking at his phone. And I'm like, I guess the old bro don't care about the interview. And so we just keep talking, but he did care about it. He just didn't think we were on. <laughs> yeah, he had to ask. And he was like, hey, we, are we, are we going? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. We've we been going, man. Yeah, we've been. <laughs> so that, that's, that was funny. It's funny to me. And Stanford Steve, follow him at Stanford Steve82 on Instagram. I'm a big fan. Him and SVP, you know, they do bad beats. They do Where Isn't Scott Van Pelt. Um, follow him on his socials. And it's just like betting. Like he's known for betting. So do you feel an extra pressure to be right? I feel a pressure to be right. I'm not even known to, for betting. I don't want to give somebody bad advice, but everybody knows I'm just guessing too. I can't actually control the players. Although when Eddie hits me with those for sures, I do mm -hmm. feel I'm mad at him when he misses. Yeah. I, I, even though I know there's no such thing as a for sure. And I've stopped doing the for sures. Yeah, so but, much. but you should do it more though because <laughs> your record on for sures is pretty good. Yeah. All right, here he is. Stanford Steve. Hey, big fan. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, what's going on, bro? How hey, are you? I'm really good. I was super pumped when I saw that I was going to get to talk to you, mostly because it's been crazy to me over the last few years how it was kind of seen like betting and talking about betting or mentioning a line anywhere that more than 10 people could hear or see you. It was like, ooh, don't do that. And now it is just this massive, everybody wants to talk about it. And here you are, and you've kind of you know, cornered or had the market cornered for a little bit. Isn't it crazy to see how much this has grown in two years? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the money thrown around is kind of crazy. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, I, 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 yeah, from, from what you've done. Yes, for sure. I, like I started in radio and it was kind of always looked down upon and stuff like that. But when I look at what, like, it was just always something that I looked at when I was doing my analysis of, say, college football. You know, like that. It's just that, that's what it was. I, um, I was at a charity event and I, I was speaking, and it was a deal where we we're, you know, trying to help this community raise money for a bunch of kids that needed a gym and food. And I was sitting with a pastor. And he was like, hey, what's the line on? I swear to you, I pro it's, I'm not exaggerating. And it was one of those full circle moments where it's like, okay, 
betting is now not just something that I enjoy and little nuances that I like to see. And, and, but it's like full pop culture where it's not just like a sin if you're betting, I guess, because it's legal. And so that's what makes being able to have this conversation so cool that a pastor asked me a line for a game. And that's that's where I'm different. I in the Northeast, I grew up going to Saratoga bus trips with the pastor of the church. <laughs> so, well, in the uh, south, in the rural exactly. south, that was bad, yeah, rural you guys south, are all not, righteous down there. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> hey, I, I'm curious about kind of the genesis to Bad Beats, where it where that show actually. Are we starting right now? Like, oh yeah, we're or? oh yeah, we're on. Oh, we're on. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. I don't have awesome. a good. Yeah, I don't have a good voice, Steve. I, I don't have a, like a radio. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't know if there was like a three, two, one. All right, go or all right, we're in it. Oh yeah, we're in it. <laughs> that's that's one of my weaknesses, Steve. Is that I don't really sound like somebody good on the radio. I just talk. But same with you. Like you have a very natural presentation. And with bad, yeah, we're on. We're on, right? Everybody? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, on. Okay, just yeah. making sure. Mike's right. working, I guess. Yeah. Good uh, with bad. <laughs> Bad beats, where did that come from? Did somebody have a, a really bad beat and they're like, this has got to be a reality show and then it turns into this? What happened there? No, that's uh, that's that's a question that gets asked a lot and Scott deserves all the credit. Uh, we started uh, old radio show, SVP Marcillo, you know, uh, middays back in, back in uh, God, 2010, I believe. And, you know, Scott and I got together because, I, you know, I was Ryan's uh, producer for College Game Day. And on radio side, so we would travel everywhere with game day. We'd come back Monday. Ryan would do the show with Scott for their Monday through Friday, and we would go in pre-show meeting BS about the whole game, you know, games, what happened this week. And then when I took over, Scott wanted to try Bad Beats on the radio, and we did it. We got emails. I mean, everybody was in on it. It just didn't resonate because you need the video. You need the footage, right? And that's what... I, like I said, I give Scott all the credit because when we came over to TV, he's like, hey, you're coming with me. I'm doing my own sports center show. We're doing bad beats. You're going to be at the desk. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've never done a second of TV in my life before. And um, sure enough, we go out. I'll never forget the first night. It's Labor Day. We follow Ohio State, Virginia Tech. It's that you know Labor Day uh, college football game, Scott's first show. And our pre-show meeting is like, all right, what are we going to do for this? And we dig up, oh, man, it was Colorado State. I think it's Savannah State. We didn't even have the feed of the game. We we web scraped it from Colorado State's website. And that was our first bad beat. But it's a team that was down by 45, getting 41, and they haven't scored all day. And they get this drive where they fumble, recover, penalty in their favor, and miraculously score against Colorado State's fifth stringers. And boom, there we go. And it takes off. And it resonates because everybody's had one, right? Everybody's had multiple. I had... Wisconsin, uh, the other night, I had an unbelievable – I was out in Vegas for the Elite Eight. I had an unbelievable weekend. I'm leaving Tuesday night. I'm like, all right, I'm going to test my waters and take it over in a Wisconsin game. And sure enough, they go score us the last nine and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> and I that's what I had my – I think I went 13 and – no, that would have made me 13 and two. I went 12 and three on the weekend. Uh, but – it, it, everybody has it because they stick with you. They you, when you're when you're gambling as much as you know people do. There's ones that just stick out, and when you're in the moment, you know what what can beat me here. What what do I have to get to to get the win here? Whether it's a, a total or a right side. So I I just think everybody's experienced it in that gambling side. But the other crazy thing is. 
we get so many notes now on social media. It's like, I don't gamble, but I still can't get over that happening in Bad Beats. Why do you do it? And I'm like, well, that's another conversation because you got to be sick in the head uh, to lay a couple shekels on a game. But sometimes that's what makes it fun. I'm surprised and, um, when you talk about that, that, that Vegas trip, because I was in Vegas, too, for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight because I went to watch Arkansas. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to watch Arkansas play. It was not, it was not pretty. But I lost every game. I don't know what you must know a lot more than I do because I seem to lose every freaking game that whole weekend because they all were coming out of nowhere. I felt so. What's what's the magic secret here then? What I try and do is when the bracket comes out, I'll fill one out, okay, right away, and then I'll just have that as a basis. But what I also try and do is go against what I think the public's going to be. So, perfect example. I go up to the Big East tournament um, the week before, you know, that, that conference tournament week, and I watch Marquette, and I'm like, wow, you know, pretty impressive. Everybody's on them. They ended up winning the tournament, beat UConn, um, beat, you know, roll Xavier in the, in the title game. And I'm like, that's a team I'm going to go against uh, because I think everybody sees the Big East tournament, bright lights, big city, great conference. But I just – Thursday more, Thursday afternoon, I'm there – St. John's has the ball in the air twice at the end of regulation, at the end of overtime. If that ball goes in, Marquette loses. And this whole narrative of Marquette's the hottest team in the country is gone. So I saw that firsthand. I'm like, they are gettable. This All this stuff is is a little bit of nonsense to me because it is the NCAA tournament. Look at the Final Four we have. Anybody can beat anybody. So what I've done is try and go against that. Duke was another one. I'm like, I watched the ACC. Oh, yeah, I'm a Duke fan. I, they're not that good. I didn't like the matchup against Oral Roberts. I definitely didn't like it if they got to Tennessee. Uh, So that happens there. Now, UConn was the one that I was in on, but I had to see it first because that's a coaching staff. I grew up there. I know what it's all about. I know the pressure that was on that coaching staff. They They hadn't won an NCAA tournament game coming in as a staff at UConn, going into the Sensei tournament, and then look on the other side. It's Rick Pitino, the best tournament coach there is. And that that was the game for me. Once they got by that, I rode UConn the whole way through because they have everything. They don't have a great point guard, but they have everything you want. They come in at waves. They're superb physically. They got bigs. They can defend. Their numbers, you know, if people want to look at the analytics, efficiency-wise, defensively, offensively, they're great there. So that's what I just try and go ahead – a lot of times it doesn't work out, and my thing is up in flames, and it is a bad march, and I'll scale back a little bit. But when I started pressing, you know, I, I wasn't that big on in the Sweet 16. I thought Alabama was gettable by San Diego State because I looked at that road. That was the last team I thought that could maybe match up with them physically. Houston, saw them in person a couple weeks ago at East Carolina. Love them, but I thought a couple of years ago they had a better team. Maybe even last year's team, if they had Sasser, was better. They didn't blow me away. And Miami was as dangerous there was. And Miami and UConn were the team that, that I rode into the ground, Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. So we, we had a good weekend. Do you feel like you're overwhelmingly positive this tournament? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – it's been, uh, it's been a really, really good one. It, like I said, the bad beat you remember, the good tournament you remember, because there's not a lot of those. So it is, it's been a really, really good run in the last, uh, whatever, two, three weeks. So yeah, it's, it's been very positive. A lot of my friends will, will be, be like, Hey man, you win all the time. And I'm like, bro, you don't even know. I don't reach out and be like, can you believe I lost this bet? 
And so there's yeah. this mist. There's it's almost like a mystery. Ooh, he's the greatest bet giver ever. Do you feel like people feel like you win all the time, even though you have a no. bad beat show? Are they like Stanford Steve? You have all the answers. No, I do a daily wager show on on ESPN, and uh, there's plenty of time. When you're this is the other thing I say. If you're telling me you bet three like NFL Sundays, right? I don't. I'm not a big NFL guy. I think it's the hardest thing in the world to handicap, uh, but. If you're telling me you bet five NFL games every Sunday for the year and you tell me you win, I'll call you a liar. There's no way. I, I don't see how you could do that. Um, I, the, the volume, uh, pick your spots, maybe. But when you're telling me you're betting four or five t- games a day for an extended amount of time, you got your – you're building your own casino, uh, I would think, because that's that, that's the size of those buildings. That that though that that's where that money is, uh, and that's why those buildings are so win because they're taking their shot that you are not going to do that, and they get everybody else involved. So, no, I do not win all the time. Uh, it's been a good run for sure. Do you feel pressure to be right though? Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's Scott and I do all the time. He does winners on Thursday night. I do a, uh, a podcast during college football season and on ESPN.com where I give college football picks and you know, they move the timeline up. I think it was like Wednesdays. We got to have it in by. And so there'll be sometimes like I'll come off of a game or I won't change it uh, just because I, I put my name on it, but those names, those picks that have my name on it, I care about those than any dollar amount I have on a game. Those, those are what people are coming at you uh, about. Uh, now, you can't read all your social media or else you'll lose your mind because it's a cesspool and a, and a, and a grounds for negativity. Uh, but there is some good stuff out there, and I appreciate the, the positive people because we can find negative people anywhere. But, um, yeah, there is pressure for sure. I mean, they're putting you on uh, because we've done well. I've, I, I've had a really, really good run. But, um, yeah, the pressure, the game's – that I'm watching or when I'm in the moment that I have my name on it for a pick, you know, where they put the screen, Stanford City says this is his pick. Those, those are the ones that still get the, the blood flowing and the itches going for sure. What's the longest parlay you've hit? How many games? Oh, I'm not really a parlay guy. Um, like, I, I, that's the one thing you, you talked about with all this nuance in the last two years. Like, that 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 candy they throw out you what they call the SGP the single game parlays yeah, I eat it out too can, yeah I'm you just... can have them you can have them I, it's hard to scroll away like now I I forgot which one I logged in I got back from Vegas I'm like all right let me see what we got for Final Four or I think it was even Major League Baseball uh, dabbling in that and I'm like whoa I don't need a five game single game parlay <laughs> of opening day Major League Baseball uh, to get the day going but ah. Uh, Man, I, maybe like a three or four teamer. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, I guess if you don't do them all the time, like I'm an no. idiot. I'm an idiot, and about once every month or so, you know, you do like a ninth. Well, I I also eat up like the chum they're throwing out, where they're they'll retweet somebody that hit like for a dollar a fourteen yeah. gamer and made a thousand bucks, and I'm like, why not? What if I put five or yeah. ten on it? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the par Eddie, you do a lot of parlays. I do, and my you were, I hear you talking about the NFL, and I'm the dude that picks every single NFL game from Thursday all the way to Monday and put a dollar on it, and I've never gotten close. <laughs> now, here's here's what I'll say about parlays, okay? I grew up in an era or an area of you you bet on credit, right? Like, mm. you, you called your guy and you said, all right, I want this. So it was kind of dangerous. 
And I've seen, you know, there's horror stories of people looking for people that owe money. I will say with these apps, and now with the youngsters, I see college kids firing up on these parlays all the time. Their money's up. You know, like they, they their their money is paid, and the only way they're getting it back is if they win. So I will say, as far as like the gambling and the problems and what it causes, that's that half of that is gone because the money they put up is already on the account, and therefore they can't lose more than say calling your guy and losing and say, all right, I'm going to double up on the next game. If that doesn't come in, I'm going to double up on the next game. And then good luck finding me if you can't find if I don't hit any. Uh, so that, that that's the one thing I will say is that the money is uh, – it's like going to the casino. Like you give your money, you get your chips. All right, the only way to get them back is your chips. You know, you put your chips back in to get your money. So that's the one thing I will say with these apps that I think uh, is, is refraining a lot of the problems uh, for gambling that we've heard about in the past. Yeah, I had spent time – talking with political folks, governors, Mm -hmm. you know, they had me lobbying a bit where I would go, Hey, look, it's not exactly the same as it used to be. And and also here's why it's beneficial. You got to have a smartphone. You got to have an account or you also got, so there are all these layers that it don't make it perfect. Not going to, it don't make it perfect, but Mm -hmm. it's not the same as what it used to be. And I would literally sit with governors and say, don't just say no, because people have always said no. And we're mm-hmm. starting to see a lot of states now legalize it. But how it was on the ballot in California and did not get passed, which that, blew me away. I can't, I can't believe it. I can't, I, like, I've, I've talked, I'm, I'm the same way. I've had people approach me. I've had, you know, political people. And they've, they've gotten to the point where they just bring, say, let's, uh, who was one of the first? New Jersey. Like, New Jersey came in. Well, the first of the month, they were posting like multiple millions that they were making off gambling. I'm like, what's wrong with free money? Who who doesn't want free money? And these states talk about the debt that they all have. I'm like, here's a here's a maybe a little gradual help towards that. It's free money. Yeah. You get the apps going. It's a sign of a paper, and you got money coming in like crazy. And now you see all these states posting uh, the the earnings and the makings that they're winning off of gambling. You're gonna sell cigarettes, but you're not gonna let us put ten bucks <laughs> on a game that we already have the money in the account. It, it, it yes, it's it's ridiculous. Hey, let's talk about the final four. Uh, yeah, uh, it's odd. And, you know, I don't think the ratings are going to be – I said this as soon as it happened. It's fun to watch the games as they happen, and the, the small teams make the big wins. But then when it gets to the big games and you're watching two teams yeah. you never heard of, it that doesn't generate great ratings. So that being said, at least I don't think it will. Listen, I could be way wrong. But w- what do you like in these two games here? Like, give me, give me some, some bets here. Yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. Like We talked about Miami and UConn earlier. Those are two teams, and now they're playing against each other. And when you look at the UConn matchup, what you need is guards to put on pressure of UConn's guards. And Miami has four guys. Uh, they play. Now, they don't have a lot of bigs. That That's the one thing. So, to me, it's about who's dictating tempo there because Miami wants to pressure your guards, get up and down, knowing they don't have a lot of bigs. And whether it's hot or not from three, they're going to shoot them. Um, you know, uh, they, had, they had a guy made seven threes in their winning against Houston. That's basically what got them hot in the second half and win that game. UConn just feels like they come in waves. Miami's not deep. They got one big, um, Amari, that's or, or Omir, that's six, seven, plays a lot bigger than he is. But then I went back and looked against um, Texas. There are other two six, nine guys combined to play f- for seven minutes. So I look at UConn, if they could dictate and not turn the ball over, I do like them in this matchup. But Miami's the wild card because when I look at the odds, like if you're going to bet Miami to win, you're probably going to get, what, plus 200 on the money line against UConn. 
and I think they're going to be favored no matter who they play in the other game. So maybe if you wanted a value play, you like Miami, bet them to win the title. I think you get 475 around there if you shop around. Um, in the other game, I look it's, – it's really interesting to me. I, you said it. It's not the biggest name, but these are two teams I watched a lot this year – uh, knowing the stories they were. Florida Atlantic's 35 wins. San Diego State comes from the Mountain West, who before this year, I believe as a conference, lost eight games in a row as a conference in the NCAA tournament. And they've had some good teams, but you know, prone to the upsets. San Diego State is a is a better version of Tennessee. And we saw FAU against Tennessee. Wasn't pretty in the first half, but they stick to their their strengths. And that's three-point shooting. And people made a big deal. They didn't even shoot it well in the first two rounds. Uh, but they, you know, they played Memphis and then they got to play fairly Dickinson. And that's why I think they got locked down upon looked down upon a lot because they got FDU instead of Purdue in that game. But then they came back against Tennessee. Everybody says ten, uh Tennessee's strength or their their overall strength, their physicality was gonna wear on FAU and it didn't. FAU made threes. They played ten and that's the way you gotta play when you're a mid major. You, you got to have a lot of guys. You got to violate the three point line. Tennessee made twos. FAU made threes. And then the same thing happened against Kansas State. Uh, they 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 finally made their. Th- I think they were only making twenty percent of their threes, and then they went nine for twenty one, I believe, in that game. So I think it's a low scoring first half where you know now you got a um, you got a giant football stadium backdrop. Uh, shooting I think could be an issue early on. It is the first game. Uh, I've read a bunch of stuff where these college kids are saying, you know, during shoot around, they're building the court and the hoop. You know, you go, you think you go to Madison Square Garden and you play on the Knicks rims and court. You don't. NCAA brings in their whole court and and their and their brand new rims that are hard as heck. Like a three pointer, if it hits the rim, some t- once in a while it'll go right over the over the backboard and it'll be the other team's board. First round NCAA tournament, it was like six times a game. I'm like, these rims, how, how can you pass these things? Uh, how hard they are. But I, I sort of am starting to lean to FAU. I, I believe they can do this because, that, like I said, they play 10. They stick to their strengths. May's done a great job of making uh, halftime adjustments. Uh, so I would I would lean FAU in that first game, and I would take UConn uh, in the second. But if, like I said, if you want value plays, you want to string together some parlays, uh, there's some there's some stuff with the underdogs that that I see pretty enticing. Another thing um, that I did pretty well on there was a stat coming in in the last 12 years, an over under first half over under of 65 went under um, 17 games over 500 of that pace, and then it held up again in this tournament. So I do look at the first half under of FAU San Diego State, seeing teams feel each other out a little bit. Uh, I could see both teams in the 20s in that first half, knowing that their defenses are, are their strengths. I got two final questions for you. When you talk about FAU and they have to shoot threes, they do shoot threes. We said the same thing about Alabama. If they can't shoot threes, can they actually win mm. games? And we we saw they had a really bad shooting night and they were not able to win the game. Yep. Can FAU, in your opinion, if they have an off night, let's say they're shooting 28% from three, do they have enough defense or can they do anything else that's going to allow them to win that game? I think they could, yes, because San Diego State's not that elite offensively. You know what I mean? So FAU's good defensively. They're going to hang their hat in their defense, but they can also, if they're not making threes, they could also get after you on the defensive end combined with the fact that San Diego State is not going to violate the three-point line. They play slow. They play methodical. They got big, strong dudes underneath. So, yes, I do think FAU uh, can hang around if they don't shoot uh, really well from three. 
Final question. So a high, as a high school ball player, one of the best, I mean, recruited so highly, but it was late nineties. You and I are around the same age. Whenever mm-hmm. you hear what these kids are going through now, as they're being recruited, like what was it like in 96 versus what you hear about what it's like now? Well, the social media factor is totally different. You know, like I don't even know how they keep up with the rules, whether I could contact you on social media, you know, back in 96, it was one call a week. Once I got to, I think it was August 1st, August 1st, they could call you. And then that was, that was really hard because everybody is selling you the best thing. Everybody's treating you like their best friend. Everybody's saying you're the best player in the country. And you, in these months, you know, in the month of weekly phone calls, you build up these, these relationships with the coaches and then you got to tell them no. And it's really hard as a, as a 17 year old kid being in a thing for a first time, where you're getting treated like a god and you got to tell somebody no. That that was really hard. And now with the social media, I feel like, you know, they could type in something's a lot easier than a face-to-face, right? Or even a phone conversation. So I do think that is the problem I have is, you know, these guys going on their visits now, they take a picture in every single uniform they go to. And I'm like catching I'm like, "Oh, wait, this guy committed there? Oh no, he just <laughs> took a visit and wanted to see how he looked in the uniform." So they bring on a lot of stuff to themselves, but that's that's the day and age we're in, right? Everybody's selling their brand. The NIL is real, uh, so it's it's different. I'm not a big self promoting guy. Uh, I kind of like to just you know lay low and, and do my own work and, and and let the results play out. But these guys get out in front of it, so I think the everyday essence of it is is what's different to me, and that's what these kids are brought up in now and. Now I said, you know, I've always said when I got out of college, I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I could play football forever. And they, you know, that's a harsh reality. So whatever I try and talk to, whether I go back to Stanford and talk or go to talk to college, I like, you got to have a plan, man. Like, what's your major? You know, what are your credit situation? Have you done any internships? Uh, and the other thing is like sports media. Um, I always say, get, get on camera, get on tape, uh, you know, be on air as much as possible because that's the first thing they want. And if you're one of these guys like, hey, I got a degree. All right, well, what'd you do? What kind of experience do you have? And they say, oh, I, I didn't I didn't have any. Like that, you're you're all the way down the ladder uh, with that with that response. So I just, you know, get an experience. But these kids, I mean, everything at, is at your fingertips. And um, it's, it's fascinating to play out. But I, I always say just try and have a plan. I'm a big fan. Sports Center commentator, segment producer on the Midnight Sports Center with SVP on Bad Beats. Where in the world is an SVP? I mean, it's all over. Uh, at Stanford Steve82. Appreciate the time. One quick follow up. Who was the hardest no? Who'd you have to say no to that was the hardest no? Uh, well, it came down to Stanford, North Carolina. Mac Brown was was the guy at North Carolina. So um, as good of a politician Mac is and the selling he can do and just being the overall, the aura of Mac Brown telling him no was pretty hard, but I will say he, I did catch him in a lie because a year later he went to Texas, so he wouldn't have been. <laughs> Got him. Okay, well I think we're ready to start the interview now. Are you guys? Yeah, that was we're a good ready. Talk. That was we're a good, ready. Good, good <laughs> catch up here. Three, two. All right, hey Steve, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate you, big fan. Hey, I appreciate you guys thinking of me, having me on. Continued success with all the guys you do. Uh, it's unbelievable to see what you guys have built. So that's a credit to you guys, man. Thank Keep you, doing Steve. Your thing. Have a good day. Thanks to Stanford Steve for hanging out. That was fun, especially the first part. We did awesome. not know we were on. Yes. I got a few things I want to get into. Opening day. Do you care? Yes. 
Hell yeah. That, that, that's when I care. I care this week, and then I'm at, I check out until October. Oh, you go one week. That's it. One week. We should do a... F- I mean, what helps me with football is fantasy football. Like, I know all the details. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're proposing fantasy baseball? Oh, no. Whenever I'm going to have to buy the pass. Whenever gonna- <laughs> I've played fantasy baseball or fantasy basketball, man, I was so good at it. It's not baseball, not the game, but doing talking about it. Uh-huh. We don't have to. It's just is what happens to me. So when I do fantasy baseball, I go out to dinner with the family. I'm like, ooh, can we, bartender, uh, yeah. can we change that TV to the Indians and the Pirates? I think they're playing. And it's like, it's, I've never cared about those games before, but I, all I of a sudden that. I want to. Then how about this? Kevin, would you look, and we'll come back next week. Would you look and find a very simple way to do fantasy baseball? Yes. Because I've been in the leagues before where you have to you change out pitchers all the time when they're pitching. Yeah. But maybe there's a locket, one for the week yeah. once a week yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's a bad. week and then you lock it and you can't move anybody in and out I don't know find the simplest thing possible we can probably look into daily fantasy on DraftKings uh, I don't want to do that okay I don't want to do anything daily because I'll be obsessed with it well I think it's called daily we can probably set it up for the week got it but have you ever heard of beat the streak mm-hmm. I used to play that <laughs> how far did you get like five or something. Five or six. Yeah, <laughs> and I think in order to win the money, you have to get like what forty. Oh, I don't know. I never was going. No, I think it's sixty-six. Yeah, whatever the, the hitting re- streak. Whatever yeah. the hitting streak record is. Yeah. And dude, uh, the furthest I ever got was three. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I don't have some long record either. I would just be like, "Well, this game's stupid," but only because I couldn't win. And I'd be yeah. like, "No, I think they'll make less than fourteen two pointers in the first three quarters." You know, you're just picking random yeah. things at one point. Yeah, just give us an update next week. Okay. If we can find something easy, I'll do it. I just can't get obsessed with it like I do everything else. It happens. I know. Today's opening day, which means the pitch clock era has officially begun. Here are the quick rules so everybody knows. Bases are empty. You got 15 seconds. Okay. Runners on, you got 20 seconds. A ball is called if pitchers don't begin their windups before it flashes to 0 You got to be in motion to pitch. Yeah. I wonder if you can just start real slow. Yeah, like it's some like, of those, some of those pitchers are real slow. Yeah. How do they know if I'm moving or not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like prove I'm not moving. Yeah. Are we always all? Are we always moving? <laughs> the Earth it's part is of, moving. It's part of my pitch. Science. Yes. A strike is called if batters aren't alert and facing the pitcher at the eight second mark. Okay. So that's the deal there. It will help the game. The new pitch clock rules through the preseason. They shaved off about thirty minutes off spring spring training games, which is great. Games lasted two and a half hours. Still pretty long. But better than the three hours. Yeah. And that's, shorter than football. And I know it's not traditional, but you know what traditionally is happening? People aren't watching baseball anymore. That's the tradition. Yeah. That's the new tradition, not watching baseball. So sometimes you got to pivot. So that's the deal. The bases are bigger by three inches on each side. That just lets people have more base to get to so people aren't hitting each other or getting injured. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's going to look interesting. A lot of bases. They touch. First base and second base touch each other. <laughs> They're so big. You're They're just running, each other. running on all pillows. All the baseline. Look like big old marshmallows out there. Pitchers can step off the rubber only two times per plate appearance. A third disengagement must result in an out or a balk will be issued. Mm. So there's that. Okay, here we go. This is the story I was thinking I read. I knew I read it because I put it here in the packet. Robert Kraft says rapper Meek Mill texted him that Lamar Jackson wants to be on the Patriots. I met Meek Mill once. You did? Really? Please tell us the story. Yeah. Walking off the court, Madison Square Garden, Knicks, Sixers, New York. <laughs> it's a little dramatic. <laughs> it was thunderstorm outside. Walked off right beside him. <laughs> Didn't know who he was. 
Everybody's like, that's Meek Mill. It's like, oh, cool. Got in. We had two little tables. I was eating by myself. I got to go to the next like fancy room, which is weird because nobody in New York gives a crap about me. But I know a guy who like runs Madison Square Garden. It was the coolest thing ever. So I'm in there. I'm eating next to Meek Mill and the girl from Grey's Anatomy, Meredith Grey. Oh, wow. Are you, are you all eating near each other or just in the room? We're eating near each other in small tables. or like okay. four, four small tables. Wow, wow. Not talking at all? They were to each other, but not to me. Nobody talked to me. <laughs> Nobody knew who I was. I didn't have any friends there. So, but I did. I, I didn't oh, just, that's the end of your story. Yeah, it's over. Oh, okay. It's a terrible story. <laughs> was the no, food good? No, it's it it fine. It's it it average. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. According to Robert Kraft, the Philadelphia rapper reached out last week to tell him Lamar Jackson wants to play in Foxborough. Well, Lamar's got more agents than anybody else. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Meek Mill's one of them. He's got a guy doing the ab flexor that's representing him. He's got Meek Mill. If Lamar reaches an agreement with the Patriots and the Ravens don't match, the Patriots have to give up two first-round picks, which we've talked about. That's any team. The Patriots have the 14th overall pick this year. Belichick was asked about it and said, I'm not going to talk about players on any other team, Period. Oh, good rule. Speaking of Belichick, is he on the hot seat? Yes or no? One word only. Yes or no? <laughs> to our Patriots guy, kickoff Kevin. Yes or no? No. Absolutely not. Eddie? Hot seat. That's ridiculous. No. I will say they've installed a heater in the seat. Sure, to keep oh, them warm. Okay. <laughs> no. More comfy. Keep I'm saying. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. No. I'm saying they've installed a heater in case they need to turn it on soon. Oh. Patriots insider Tom Curran reported last week that Robert Kraft expects success and some conversations are going to be on the within the organization about his future. And so it's them going, hey, are we going to win or not? Because you won a whole lot. We going to win again? New England's 25 and 25 since Brady left. Only made the playoffs once since 2021. <laughs> but there's only been a couple seasons, to be fair. Right, guys, it's not easy to win. <laughs> like it's- okay, but you got a quarterback that's been there a bit now. That's my point about the hot seat. You've had two seasons. You're 500. It's a third-year quarterback now? Mm-hmm. I think the Patricia and Joe Judge thing really hurt him last year. But that's his fault. I know. I agree. I, I, I totally agree. So I just think that call really rubbed people the wrong way, including fans. If he goes a game under 500, there's 17 games now, 
a game under 500, is he on the hot seat for next year? Then the next year. No. Oh. Lifetime passes don't exist anymore, boys. Oh, it's Belichick, dude. He retires with the Patriots. I agree. But, or he leaves in his own on his own will. But his own will is probably like, hey, dude, you need to leave on your own will. Yeah. You got to get out of here. We oh, mutually, them telling mutually him that? Mutually agreed yeah. to part oh. ways kind of thing. If he doesn't win next year, it's it's just going to get uncomfortable. Because, again, he'll have, what, Mac Jones, year three? Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien now. Yeah. I think he needs to go a game or two over 500. Maybe want a playoff game? What, they won one playoff? No, they lost their only wild card game against Buffalo, and they yep. freaking smashed their brains in. Smoked. So now, Eddie. What? No, I, no, no, no. I stay, I stay with it. Okay. He, he, he dies in, in uh, New England. That's pretty dark. Not anytime soon. No, you know what I mean. His career. Reports are saying the finalists for the Basketball Hall of Fame are Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Gasol, Greg Popovich, Becky Hammond, and Tony Parker. An official announcement we made Saturday at Houston in Houston for the Final Four. Now, I read oh. this, and I read also elected to the Hall of Fame. Now, it says finalists, but elected. Are they the people they say are getting in the Hall of Fame, or they're going to be finalists? You got to help me they, on this one. They are the finalists to be elected in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so they're not in yet. Not officially. But so are it's they not like, be in? But it's they not will like, be in, it's yes. It's not like Saturday. football where they... We'll say you're up for it, and they don't get it. No, they're in. They're okay. okay so they're all in. Then why are they saying finalists? They should be the winners. I, I finalists know. means there's still a competition. That's true. And right. that's why I was confused by this because I thought, oh, they are all deserving to go into the Hall of Fame. And then it, the only thing that threw me off, reports are saying the finalists. We well, you know what you do in a final. Well, you play the final, regardless of what it is. But I'll say it again. We'll just go through them. Dwayne Wade, for sure, Hall of Famer, for sure. Won three championships, 13-time All-Star, Olympic gold medalist, boom. Dirk Nowitzki. For sure. Number six all-time scoring list, 31,000 points. League MVP, won a championship, finals MVP. Approved. Paul Gasol. Now, here's the one that's interesting, is that Paul Gasol was not ever the big dog on the team when the team was doing big dog things. Mm -hmm. Who was the big dog? Kobe. Kobe. Shaq was on the team as well. Mm, no. No, I don't think Shaq was with Shaq them. was never with the Lakers when he was there? I don't think Shaq and Paul Gasol. He replaced they? Shaq oh, a couple years after Shaq. Gotcha. Uh, so he won two championships, but he's with Kobe, but it's like Scottie Pippen. He's on. Yeah. I mean, I'm not comparing them, but I am. Scottie Pippen's in easily. He's named one of the 50 greatest basketball players of all time. Six-time All-Star, two-time Olympic silver medalist for Spain. Greg Popovich. Oh, 100%. Well, that's your guy. 100%. Put Pop in. That's like me going, must. Yeah, put him in the Hall of Fame. One of the greatest coaches ever. You on the hot seat? NBA's all-time leader. Who? <laughs> no, Popovich. Uh, <laughs> no, no, same thing. He will stay in San Antonio until yeah, he's done. Even if they keep losing? Absolutely. And they've been losing. Yeah. I say keep losing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they've done nothing about it. NBA's all-time leader in coaching wins has won five championships with the Spurs. The five championships does it all. Oh, yeah. That's yes. Hall of Famer. Becky Hammond, six-time All-Star, coached the Aces to a championship last summer. Trailblazer. The, the interesting thing about her is... You know, she came right in, coach first year, boom, won it. It's a big deal. Awesome. Yeah. And she and, and I, listen, I'm not gonna act like I watch the WNBA, but they are on 2K. They have a league. They are. Yeah. Every never, time you log in, it shows you. I never played it once. There. I keep going. Oh. I should play that. See what it's like. I never played it once. But a lot of layups. Did you play it? Yeah, I played it before. No, but can with anybody, my kids? Can anybody dunk at all? Can you like build them to dunk? I think only what's her name can dunk. Rebecca Lobo. No. Oh. No. Who's um? Cheryl Swoops. Is, no. Is oh. Griner in She's there? She's on no? TV. She's on TV. <laughs> uh. Kelly Ripa? No. <laughs> to move on. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Parker. Yes, 100%. Put the man in. He's in. So they're not <laughs> finalists. They're in it. Yeah, I, so I looked it up again, and another report says elected. Okay. So there you go. Four-time NBA champion, 
Finals MVP in 2007, six-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA second team. Congratulations, they're all, they're all deserving. So Manu is next? I don't know about Manu. I mean, the answer's probably lean yes, but I need to... Oh man, one of, I mean one of the greatest. Might take some time. But I don't yeah, know about yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the greatest. Well, I think he greatest can't... what? He played on a on a great team with great players, was a wonderful teammate, really made but he was six man a lot too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And he'd come off the bench. Yeah, so if you're But that was the tactic. He could have been a starter in any other team. But the tactic was to keep him on the bench, come in. Has a Hall of Famer ever been a six man? Ooh, that's a Has good question. To be. Like as a not as an old player and not as a rookie. Like, in the prime of their career, were they a sixth man? Yeah, wow, man? interesting. That's when you asked that about Manu. I was like, okay. But then I remember when they were killing, and he was killing it. Oh, yeah, man. With Duncan, with Parker, with, you could go down. I mean, I it's funny to think about Kawhi playing in San Antonio. Yeah. Towards the end of all that. Yeah. What are you going to say? John Havlicek, Celtics great. He came off the bench for the first seven years of his career. Of course he's going to go to a Celtic. I, that's the hey, first thing Celtic that pops great. up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's it's also, the first thing that pops that's Celtics. up. Celtics.com. What are you doing there? Black and white time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Where they just probably put like two stars on the first team, two stars yeah, on the second team. And yeah. look, okay. Anybody in the modern era of basketball get in the Hall of Fame as a sixth man? That left shrimp. Shrimp. Yeah, but was he a sixth man? Pacers, right? Yeah, back-to-back sixth man of the year. Award. Okay, he was back-to-back sixth man of the year, and he was in the Hall of Fame? Is that left shot from the Hall of Fame? What's his career? It doesn't say. It is. Who cares? I'm moving on. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting... Oh, Manu. I didn't think about that. Let me lean. Six man. Never thought about it. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. NFL owners approve wearing the number zero. That will now be a number that's allowed. That's cool. But what position would that be? Because obviously the 80s are mostly receivers. That's changed. 50s. Yeah, but you can also be a single number. Sure. Like single numbers in 80s. Mm -hmm. 50s and 60s and 70s are mostly linemen, interior linemen, occasional linebacker. Some linebackers are 30s, 40s. What's zero? I want to see a punter. Players can use zero as a jersey number. Kickers and punters can use any number between 0 and 49 and 90 and 99. So kickers and 
punters can, but I wonder, I'd love to, if I was a receiver, I'd want to be zero. Well, yeah, Calvin cool. Ridley already announced he's going to do it. Oh, so you can get it as a receiver? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. going to do it. Because I did not see anywhere what zero could go to. Could, could a center be zero? That's a cool, if you could be a center. I'd always, I always thought 69 would be hilarious. And I always look at the players who got 69 and they're always the same kind of guy. They're like, hey. <laughs> they got like a straggly beard, like a tooth missing. A mullet. Yeah, their hair's kind of messed up or a mullet. Yeah, they know what they're doing. The 69 guy on the team is always like that guy, yeah. you know? Because you don't just get that. Like, okay, we're throwing out numbers. Do you care what number you get? No, coach, I don't care. Here's 69. Okay, thank you, coach. That guy's not getting 69. Right. You have to go and seek out 69. Yeah. The replay official can automatically review a close play on a failed fourth down attempt. This will save a team's challenge if a close call happens on fourth. So basically, if it happens and you don't get your call on a close fourth down call, they're just going to review it automatically if they deem it reviewable. Good. So that'll save a couple challenges. Rules not approved by the NFL. I wish they would change the onside kick rule because once I saw it in the XFL, I thought, that's cool. And it actually gives people a chance. When the heck do they ever recover onside kick? Never. One out of a hundred. Right. I'm surprised somebody hasn't revolutionized the onside kick though and figured out like a new way to do it mm-hmm. with as much trick shot happens on TikTok and yeah, like that a kicker's figured out a way to like kick it in the air, hit a line and come back there. I don't know. Yeah. It somehow comes back yeah, in like the a air. Yeah. Go- like a golf ball. Would sp- I don't know. Yeah. I'm surprised that someone hasn't revolutionized that. I'm sure physics has a lot to do with it more than the person not wanting to. Or I would think you could nail it in the guy's helmet right in front of you and like, Oh, it's so hard. He thinks you're going to kick it to the right. Nail him in the helmet. It comes back to you guys and you get it. Uh-huh. That Something happened. Like that. I, I saw that happen. <laughs> I've seen it happen. When, when, I, was on, when I was in high school, a kicker did that to a guy. <laughs> on purpose? Aim it for No, someone. no. Okay. And I was right next to the kicker. I hit the guy right it. in front of him. I've only seen it accidentally as well. Yeah, but they're right. not going to catch that. I mean, it smacked the guy in the face. That's great. Notable rules not approved by the NFL. Teams go for it on fourth and 20 and following a score instead of an onside kick. This is the Eagles. Let me read this again because the Eagles proposed this and it was not allowed. Teams go for it on fourth and 20 following a score instead of an onside kick. So you go fourth and 20 instead of kick. It's, that's just, it's an easy, okay. Yeah, no. It's no. written out a yeah. little more difficult than it yeah. actually is. You don't got to kick an onside kick. You just go for it on fourth and 20. I love it. We should do that. Why are you questioning well, I'm it? trying to understand the scenario. So the game's tower, you're down yeah. and it's your ball. I just saw 4% of what ah, okay, okay. the number of onside kicks. Okay, so you're down. You're kicking the ball to the player. So instead of kicking it off to them you go, and try an you onside kick. You get one kick, play to get 20 you yards. You get one play just anywhere to get 20 yards, or are you starting at the 20-yard line to score? You probably go to score, right? It makes it even harder because you cut the back of the field yeah. off. Yes, it didn't get that far. Right. I imagine it's like the, the XFL, though, where it's like on your own 40 maybe. I just wish they would have done something because the onside kick is stupid. It never happens. And it never happens. Yeah. We also talked about on the show to allow for roughing the passer to be reviewable. They did not pass that. Oh. Other key rules, they're not going to deal with the, the Thursday flex games. You know, it's a safety issue if you listen to the players. Sure. They play Sunday, then they play Thursday. That's a quick turnaround. It's dangerous. And huge advantage for the team that didn't do that. Meaning... Like, so your team had good rest and then not, you know, the other team. They Wouldn't they have both played on Sunday, though? So the rest is the same? It's two different teams. Yeah, but let's say the two teams that are playing on Thursday, they both just played on Sunday. Right, but they're saying, like, is so the team that plays on Sunday can't play on Thursday again because there's no rest, right? 
Right. Kevin, you got to help me understand what's happening with Eddie right now. <laughs> right? No. This is like a normal Thursday. So you know how they play on Thursdays now? Yeah. After Sunday, both teams play on Sunday, and then they play again on Thursday against each other. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying they would flex a Thursday night game later in the season to make the games better because the games on Thursdays are not very good, especially the second half of the season. Got it, And they got also it. do use as an argument the Thursday night games are bad anyway, just anyway, yeah. because players are getting hurt. Like That's like a throw-in. But no, Eddie, if you play on Thursday, both those teams have just played on the Sunday. You're right. You're right. Now, if they made them go. I was thinking maybe of a bye, too. You're coming off a bye, and then you got to play on Thursday. you got to play okay. Thursday. Now, you didn't say that, but if you would have said that's that. That's where my mind was, though. I don't know if that's ever happened, but that would actually make sense. Okay. Now, if they made them go Sunday, Thursday, then Sunday, two days later, three days later, that would be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Very. Three games in one week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, that Chiefs fan, fan who was driving around, Robin Banks. Yeah, the wolf. He cut off his ankle bracelet. He's on the run. What an idiot. <laughs> the thing is, people know what he looks like. Not everybody, but he's easy to find. We're talking about him on a stupid podcast. So, Eric, he's out. He's facing robbery charges in Oklahoma. He's missing after removing his ankle monitor. A $1 million bond warrant was issued. According to the affidavit, the ankle monitor was disposed of in the woods nearby. He threatened a teller at the Tulsa Teachers Credit Union with a gun and then made away with 150000 bucks before he was arrested. Prior to last season, he posted a $5,000 bet slip on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl and another $5,000 bet slip on Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. <laughs> if legitimate, the bets would pay a net of $90,000. Uh, uh. The commanders are, well, being sold, we think. I did see Magic Johnson was in the group there to buy the team. and. Dang. I know at least one of them has met the price that Dan Snyder said, I'll sell it for this much. Two groups submit $6 billion bids for the commanders. Eventually, they got to hit a, like a ceiling with buying these teams. Like, how much are they really worth? Yeah. The Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails group, which now includes Magic Johnson, submitted that bid $6 billion. Canadian billionaire Steve, long last name, don't know it, also submitted a fully funded $6 billion offer. If either bid is accepted, the deal would break the previous record sale for a franchise. The Broncos sold in August for $4.65 billion. So you're talking about over $1.3 billion more. Not even a year later. Once Snyder accepts the offer, he has to submit the bidder's name to the NFL for approval. Three quarters of the owners would need to approve any sale. I feel like that whole meeting would be like succession. I, I watched that. It's all jockeying and politicizing. We're going to allow them. What are they going to give us? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? How are they going to get? Mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be like that. Those profitable profitable businesses owning a team sounds like it because you can sell it. It's like maybe owning a building. Okay, where you may actually lose money while it's happening, but once but you then sell when you it, sell it, you make a lot more. Hey, I don't know that for a fact. And teams might actually make money, and I'm sure some do. But I know with the sale of the teams, they tend to always make a lot of money back. Wow. Tim McGraw played basketball in high school. It was really good. I want to play the conversation I had with him coming up in just a second. Reminder, the 25 Whistles brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. All right, build the parlay. Let's get to partying. FAU, money line. UConn, minus five and a half. Put that together. What do you got? A lot of smiles. A lot of smiles. Win a winner chicken dinner. <laughs> a lot of smiles. It's plus 291. 50 bucks gets you $195. That's the parlay. FAU Moneyline and UConn minus five and a half. If you want to take the 25 Whistles Parlay, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369. See show notes for full details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. We love talking high school sports with people that used to be good in high school. And so this is me talking to Tim McGraw about playing basketball in high school. What makes a night magic on stage? Because to us, you may have a terrible show or a great show, but we don't know the difference if we're watching for the most part. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, man, this is awesome. We're hearing all the, the, the big new songs, all the, the great songs from you know 90s, 2000s, 2010s. We're hearing all the hits. And we're just like, that was an amazing show. But you may come off and go, God dang, man, that was not a good show. Like, What's the difference in a good show or a thunderbolt, like you said? You know, most of the time, it's how your ears sound. I mean, when your ears are sounding great, that's when everything's great. When you're having to, if your ears don't sound really well and you're having to push really hard with your vocal to get any tone and get any feeling or get any soul out of it, those are the nights you feel like you're struggling, you know? So it's like the mix. That's yeah. being, and sometimes it's just different. Some, and sometimes it's just different. You can have the same setup, the same everything, and every room's different. And But some nights you just have this perfect sound and the band's on, on target. You know, you're on target. The audience is there with you the whole time, and, it, and it's pretty awesome. But then, you know, you have nights. It's like, you know, I can remember one of my best basketball games. I had the flu and thought I sucked the whole game and went back and had scored a lot of points. But sometimes you hyper-focus because things aren't going right, and you have a better show than you think you had. Back to your high school basketball career. Most points you ever scored in a game? 52. No wow. way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? That was a freak night. <laughs> how did you score? I mean, I know how 52 comes... I know how you add numbers and get 52, but like, were you playing a team? Well, first of all, where did you play? Were you a guard? I was a guard. Okay. Yeah, I was a guard. Were you a shooting guard? Uh, I wasn't a great outside shot and we didn't have three points back then either. So oh, wow. yeah. why, why that night? Was the game plan built around you taking advantage of somebody else? 52 is an amazing No, it's just one of those nights that you were just on. Everything was falling. Was the rim, did it look like that Sonic, (laughs) massive Sonic cup where it just looked gigantic and you couldn't miss? Yeah, they snuck a woman's basketball in there for me. A small one? No, no, it was, uh, you know, just every now and then you have those nights. What'd you average in high school? uh, My senior year, 27. Wow. Yeah. Do you talk about that often? No, gosh, that was a long time ago. I couldn't, I couldn't hit a bucket on a prayer. I'm gonna tell you who you are. You're Pistol Pete. I'm gonna tell you why. (laughs) Imagine you score, you average 27 a night with no three point line. Mm-hmm. Pistol Pete averaged 44 at LSU with no three-point line. Uh, yeah, he was, he was incredible. You know, it's a funny, funny that you mentioned Pistol Pete. There was a while back that they were going to do a movie about Pistol Pete, and I was going to play him. That no was, way. But that was a long time ago. They Let's do had, it. And, but he, he was like 6'5", something like that, and I'm, I'm 
like barely six foot on a good day. <laughs> so we'd had to put a lot of short people around. That's every Tom Cruise movie. They can make that's it every, work. That's every, every Mission yeah. Impossible. That's what that is. You average over 25 points a game in high school. Were you the athlete in high school or were you the, the singer? I was I was an athlete. That was my whole purpose. Was, was I was a good student too, so I don't want to push that to the side. But but uh, yeah, I was an athlete. I'm, and whatever sport was in season was my favorite sport. For all children out there, uh, being a good student mm-hmm. is the way to go. Yeah, you got to yeah, be a good gotta student. Get that. Yeah. So did you play any other uh, Baseball? Baseball and football. Yeah. You, so you played football too? I did. What position of football? Wide receiver and defensive back. And so you played both ways. Big school, small school? Small school. Okay, because yeah. I played both ways because I only had 40 people on the team. Yeah, we didn't have very many people on the team. And when our basketball team, we were like a B school, but we were playing in quad A tournaments. So we were playing a lot of big schools when, when we were in high school. Did you, you catch many touchdowns? I caught a few touchdowns, yeah. What about baseball-wise? How good were you then? I was, I was a decent baseball player. Played shortstop. Yeah. Cannon for an arm? Uh, not much of a cannon for an arm. My, my elbow's... Pretty much shot. Rangy? Yeah. Were you rangy? I, I did, nothing got by me, but my first baseman saved me a lot on <laughs> my throws. Batting average your senior year? Um, I don't know my batting average, but it was up there pretty high. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I was the leadoff hitter. I'm going to so. talk about music. I forgot about his new song. I'm ready to just go deep into but, Tim McGraw's but, high school. But I'll tell you what, I, I knew the pitchers that I couldn't hit, so I learned to bunt pretty or, good. Or, or lean in. <laughs> yeah, take, yeah, take, take the, the shot. shot. Yeah. All right, thanks to Tim McGraw. Hey, we have a, it's a very sad show coming up next week. Eddie's final show. Mm, it's a sad one. Are you excited to not have to work so much though? Yeah, a little bit. Between this and Sore Losers? Yeah, a little bit. Like I go home some days where I don't have any podcasts and my wife's like, you're home early. I'm like, it's about to be every day. Congratulations. Yeah, buddy. so it's going to be cool. But I'm going to miss you guys. Really? Well, we're going to be working together, but I don't know, six hours a day every day other than this? Yeah, yeah, So we'll yeah. be together all That's the time. True. That's true. That's true. There's no true. difference. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is a very minor part of our day of together. <laughs> yes. The biggest tournament in college basketball is heating up. The top teams are gearing up for an epic finish. Still plenty of time to join in. DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. It's that easy. Combine multiple bets for a shot and an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts for the rest of the tournament. So be sure to check the app every day to see what they have in store. You heard what I said about the parlay. And I also got a little money in. It's just, I'm going to watch... I plan to make pretty good smiles. I'll be honest with you. If the games get out of hand, I probably won't watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. If one of the teams is way down, I'm not going to believe they can come back unless it's UConn. So I may just check a score on my phone. Oh. I got a birthday this weekend on Sunday, but there are no games on Sunday. No, games mm. are on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday and Monday. Saturday and Monday, I'm man. Figure out how I'm going to do this. We're playing golf tomorrow. Yeah. Birthday golf. And I'm, well, it's, birthday, not, it's yeah, not really my birthday. Birthday golf it's with not a birthday really my boy. Birthday. And I may play Saturday. Wait, really? You didn't invite me to that one. I haven't even invited myself. Oh. But Jordan Davis, who's on this show with us, son, yeah. he was like, let's play golf Saturday. And if there's an extra spot. Well, no, it's okay. You guys go. You can't play, though. You can never do two days in a row. That's, that's, I was just thinking that. Yeah. And, and asking my wife for two days in a row is very stressful. Just say it's birthday weekend. I know. Special. But see, I don't even do that. So she's I know, like, and I don't do that either. She, <laughs> she should be like, he would never do that. Right. <laughs> so where are you really going? Download the draft. Well, no, you'd be going there. <laughs> no, she would say that. Bobby doesn't really do that. Where are you really oh, going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up with the code Bobby Sports. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line. Get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. With the code Bobby Sports, 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. See show notes for full details. That's it. 
Final thoughts. Eddie. I want to run this by you guys. This may be just me or or this could really be happening. But my four-year-old, I mean, he's just really good at sports. He's built like an athlete. I mean, he's dominates everything he does. There's been a guy, an older man, probably I would say 50 years old, about 50, shows up at his games, doesn't have kids, and he always looks at my son and he comes to me afterwards like, dude, he's so good. You know, I have an opening in my team coming up next year if he's interested. That was basketball. Then he comes to the baseball game, shows up again. I'm like, who is this guy? He goes, dude, your son's so good. You know, I have an opening in my team next year if he wants to join my baseball team. So this guy has no kids, has a basketball team, a baseball team. I'm waiting for the football offer. And I'm thinking, wow, at four years old, there's already a scout trying to scout my kid. Who's the guy? No idea. He doesn't give you his name? Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I know his first name. But can but... you not Google it? He doesn't give you his last name? I know well, his first creepy. name. Well, that's creepy. Yeah. What's your name? Trent? Trent what? It doesn't matter. It's just and a... I'd like to have your kid. No, unless he gives you a first and last name and you can see what he's done. Well, and he, I've seen his other him coach other teams. I've good. seen that. Yeah, pretty good teams. And I think he just scouts them out. And yeah, like he, I'm in then. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm back around. Yeah. I, I'm a quick turn. If he really has teams and is good, I don't, don't tell me your last name. Lie to me about your first name. I don't give a crap. Get him on. Right, 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 right. He's like the local recruit. I guess so, because I see him at games, and, and his dad was at, at the last game. He's like, hey, this is my dad. I'm like, okay, he has a dad. This is good. He's not just a random guy. He has a kid. He has no kid. Oh, he's a dad. That, you're saying that he's <laughs> no, pointing to that his was dad. his real dad. He wasn't a kid saying that's my dad. Got no, it, no, 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 no. So I don't know, man. You know, I think what's your wife say? She thinks it's weird. She doesn't want him talking. She doesn't want me weird, talking. It is weird, but him. that's a weird. It's a weird time for that. There, I like it. I do it. I want to have kids just to be on a team, <laughs> just to play for his. Now team. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of weirds me out. Kevin, mine as we touched on a little bit earlier, but it is here opening day. I know baseball is not huge, but I love it. Love watching the Red Sox every day. Get home, throw them on the TV. Have it in the background while I'm doing other stuff, working or whatever. So I'm happy. I'm stoked. And we're going to see. Can we see what happens? Yeah, I'm a big Cubs fan. It'd be interesting to see my final thoughts about Cody Bellinger. You know, they paid him a bunch of money for one year. MVP a few years ago. He obviously signed a one-year deal for a reason, but I hope he comes out and crushes it. I got my Cubs blue uh, corduroy Air Max on today. Bellinger, the one that always looks high. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd say it looks high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First year I remember watching him be like, you need to drug test that dude. But no, that's just his face. <laughs> just looks like that. So same. And fantasy baseball. I didn't think about that till here. I think that would be interesting because all I do is watch the Cubs and keep up with the, you know, Central. And that's pretty much it. But yeah, I what? I love placing the first inning no run bet. We did that a lot last year. That's my we? favorite. That's a good one. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. This goes up on Thursday today, right, Mike? It does. It does. And, you know, get smiles, you know? Not enough smiles in the world, so go make your own by listening to us. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Whistle time. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Theme song written by me, Bobby Bones, and performed by Brandon Ray. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. He's awesome. Thanks to our crew, our segment producer at Kickoff Kevin, our video producer at Producer Eddie, our executive producer at Mike Distro. All co-hosts, all producers, all lovely gentlemen. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones. Talk to you next week.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.